Sometimes we get lost in a fog and we don't really listen to what our cluster B is saying. Sometimes they are confessing to their very emotional crimes. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Listening. It's something a lot of us don't do. Certainly the cluster bees don't listen to us. They don't see us. And I'm going to tell you, uh, and I'm going to start off this podcast with a note of acceptance. And this is not written by me. This was written by somebody else. Accept that the cluster bee is what he or she is. It's acceptance. We have to exercise acceptance. We have to accept that they are totally incapable of love and deep connection. Nothing you did or didn't do would have changed the outcome. Listen to my podcast. You can't fix what you didn't break. Okay. Trigger warning to any borderlines or narcissists listening to this podcast, because it was that one very podcast that received a lot of negative comments from borderlines and narcissists. But the truth is you cannot fix what you didn't break. So nothing you do or will do or you did will change the outcome. You were not loved for you as a person. You were viewed as an object and loved for your utility, not for your individuality. You were used for the perks you were able to provide. You were their human helium tank that maintained their inflated view of themselves. This is in retrospect or in respect to a narcissist. Now, I know that all of those words sound very harsh and painful, and it's a very painful realization that I've had to accept, and that's the purpose of this podcast, Confessions of a Cluster B. But acceptance of these facts is the very thing that will accelerate your healing and set you free. So going back to what I said before, listening. Most of us don't listen. We're listening to our hearts. We're listening to our emotions. We're not listening to the cluster B when they are giving us what I called black swans on a pond. They are confessing to us. They are telling us what they are doing. My wife has recently been very good about giving me black swans. Of course, it's a day late and a dollar short. It's 21 years too late. But she has explained to me that relationships to her were completely utility, utilitarian. They were there to kind of be in and then step out of with no, with no impunity. How's that possible? It leaves empaths and people who feel for these people Empty, used, discarded. But you have to accept that you are an instrument. You are a tool in their distorted, dysregulated, and dysfunctional world. Okay? You have to understand that. And I will tell you what I find very interesting about dealing with my cluster B. That she is so good at turning an apology, which they usually don't render into an accusation. 
it is fascinating to see that just the other day she apologized for being snappy, but then went again in the same sentence to explain why she was being snappy because it was actually my fault. So they can never take responsibility for their own behaviors. It's always a result of somebody else. The fact that they are abusive, that they discard you, that they emotionally neglect you, that they physically harm you, that they financially bankrupt you is your fault. And if you listen to the narcissist prayer, if they admit to doing something, then you deserved it. You deserved the punishment. Cluster B's, narcissists, and or borderlines will punish you for perceived wrongdoing on your part. Now, we will get to the phase and get to the, the certain moments when we start to reactively abuse the cluster B. We can, it's called reactive abuse because that's exactly what it is. Somebody pushes you, pushes you, and pushes you until you can't be pushed any further. And then, of course, they play the victim because now you have abused them. And yes, maybe perhaps you have. But how long? Can you be pushed and prodded until you bite back? How long can a dog be beaten until they become vicious? That's reactive abuse. So listen to your cluster B when they're talking to you, because a lot of times they are revealing things about themselves and about your relationship with them that you would otherwise not pick up because you're too busy thinking ahead of the game. How are you going to react? You know, you miss out on things. I know I have because you're so busy being hurt and offended and you can't believe you're shocked that they're saying these things. They're accusing you of these things that you're not listening to what they're really saying. So think about the confessions of your cluster B. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I always appreciate hearing from you. Thank you for making this one of the fastest growing podcasts in this genre, please, if you get an opportunity, do leave a five-star review on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. It helps spread the word. And I'm not asking for narcissists and or borderlines to do that because you won't. You will take offense to what you're listening to because the truth does hurt. It does. And so if I'm getting through to people who are diagnosed or undiagnosed as narcissistic or borderline, then understand that I'm representing the masses of the people who are being subjected to your personality and I have no shame for it. You have to take onus for who you are and what you are. We have to take responsibility for our participation in these relationships. We have to, because we do, we actively participate in these relationships But we do need to look for a path to our own salvation. Okay, you do. Because you don't want to be that dog that is beaten and beaten and beaten until, yes, you do reactively abuse your cluster B because they've abused you for gosh knows how long. 
Think about it and listen to what they're saying to you. Try to understand where it's coming from. It will help you in your healing process. It will help you if you understand your position in the relationship as an instrument. Because that's what it is. You are not an equal partner with a cluster B. You are an instrument. You are something that they may toy with. Or maybe they do think that they're having a relationship with you, but it's on their terms and they don't understand perhaps, maybe I'll give some benefit of the doubt. Maybe I will rationalize some of their behaviors. I can't rationalize my wife's behaviors. I don't know if she knowingly is an abuser in most cases, but in a lot of cases, well, her behavior is infantile. It's immature. It's not representative of a mature adult. And that has saved me because now I'm listening and I'm understanding and I'm seeing the patterns. And so now I can, I can heal because it no longer bothers me like it used to. And I don't find myself wrapped up in a world of hurt. I find myself saying, okay, yeah, here we go again. I recognize this pattern. I understand her view of relationships, that they're expendable. They have to be because nothing can last forever, can it? And that is their view. That's the view of a narcissist and that's a view of a borderline. Eventually, the relationship will end, so they have to end it. In the borderline's case, they have to end it. You know, it's so weird because they don't want to be abandoned. They can't live without you, but they can't live with you. It's an oxymoron. The narcissist will continue to use you as long as you allow them to. And then if you decide to leave, well, they'll cast you away like you were never important in the first place because you really aren't. You're just there to take up space, make the trains run on time, kind of be an extension of their egos. And the borderlines, well, they can't imagine perhaps being without you, but then they don't really want to be with you. It's that push-pull. Get too close? Well, I can't handle that, so I'm going to push you away. Maybe I'm going to push you away. Maybe I'm going to leave, but then maybe I'm going to come back. You can't be an emotional yo-yo. You just can't be. It's not fair to you. So this comes full circle to understanding that you have value. You have and should have self-esteem. You should believe in yourself and not allow yourself to be manipulated and not feel like you can't live without that other person. I mean, come on. This irritates me to no end about myself even, to even question whether or not I can live without my wife whether or not you could live without your significant other. Again, I understand that all relationships are different and I can't be an armchair quarterback for yours, but I can tell you that you have to realize your own self-value if you're going to heal in any shape or form. And you can't continue thinking you can't live without this other person and you can't continue to believe that you can fix something that you didn't break because you can't. And that's been my fault in my relationship, thinking that I can put somebody together when somebody's broken and has been broken 
for many years before they even met me. The same goes for you. So listen to the confessions of your cluster B if you're in that stage. If they are revealing themselves to you, listen. Don't react. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you get a chance, please leave a five-star review. I appreciate your support and I appreciate the opportunity for more people to become enlightened, to understand that they're not alone. They stand shoulder and shoulder together with many, many people who are trying to figure this out and we will continue this journey together. Be well and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. <laughs>